to the Bigger Insights Privacy and Security Podcast, where we'll help you live a more private and secure life by exposing the latest threats to your privacy and security and teaching you how to mitigate them. Now that last bit is an important point because there is no such thing as 100% private or secure because the threat landscape is constantly evolving, which makes it basically like a never-ending cat and mouse game. The goal of this podcast is to protect yourself, your family, and your business from all kinds of threats, whether that be corporate surveillance, device and browser fingerprinting, creepy and malicious advertisements, data breaches, account takeovers, stalking, etc. And we're going to be doing some separate episodes on why these things matter and why you should care about them. But in the meantime, if you're one of these people who think that these things don't apply to you or that you just don't care about your privacy and security, you should still pay attention because we're going to be going over a lot of things that you might not be aware of. And there are a lot of positive side effects that come along with protecting your privacy and security, like improving your ability to focus, eliminating advertisements, which, you know, annoy pretty much everybody. And from our experience, our clients report greater levels of happiness and fulfillment as they simplify their lives by eliminating risky and invasive apps and services. It's also a lot easier to sleep better at night when you make it very difficult for bad actors to take advantage of you. And that literally is the case. You might have heard about this, but recently, Linus Tech Tips, the big technology channel on YouTube, got hacked, and they posted a video of Linus getting out of bed at like three in the morning to go down to his office and try to recover his account because someone messaged him in the middle of the night saying that someone took over their accounts and started putting up like crypto scams and started deleting their videos. It's pretty wild. You might want to check that out. So to help you navigate these issues, we're going to be talking in this podcast about a lot of security tools like password managers, security keys, multi-factor authentication, various forms of encryption, like if you want to encrypt your drives, encrypt your text messages or emails with PGP, encrypting your documents, your DNS queries, and so on. We're also going to be discussing a lot of privacy tools like VPNs, Tor, browsers and browser extensions, email alias services, virtual payments, metadata removal, and so on. And we're going to try our best to give you the information that you need to implement these apps, services, and devices into your workflow. However, in not knowing who you are, where you live, what your situation is, and so on, we can only do so much on that front, which is why we offer consulting services. But we'll go over that in more detail later in this episode. We started Bigger Insights because privacy and security have become such enormous issues in recent years. And unfortunately, even the most fundamental concepts aren't taught in most homes or schools. Even for those who take the initiative to seek this information online are faced with very few, mostly poor choices. The internet is absolutely flooded with shallow clickbait. Most channels in this space are just advertisements for sketchy services like NordVPN and LastPass, which we'll discuss in future episodes. We're trying to break this trend by giving you access to accurate and actionable information that you need without selling you out to advertisers and scammy companies. From my personal experience, I'm ashamed to admit that it took me several years to see the issues that we're facing because virtually no one talks about them, especially not in the mainstream media. 
When I grew up, the internet wasn't the creepy mass surveillance engine that it is today. And like most other people, I grew up believing that privacy existed unless you willingly gave it up, and our communications and internet browsing were private and secure. Because why would they not be? I mean, it was just something that I never even stopped to question. So I grew up using Windows, which meant that I was using Internet Explorer for many years. And one day I was in a programming class and the teacher recommended that we used Firefox. So I used it for a while. It was okay. I ended up switching back to Internet Explorer because I didn't have any conviction for using Firefox. I didn't understand the privacy and security implications of using Internet Explorer. So when I was using Firefox, you know, way back in the day, it used to have this really obnoxious update mechanism on Windows where it would basically pop up and, and bug you to update the browser almost every day. And it just really drove me nuts. And then at one of the jobs that I worked at, everybody used Google Chrome. So I used that at work and started using it at home. But one of the things that first struck me was, and I have no idea what compelled me to do this, but one day I did a web search for most private and secure web browsers. I guess I was just curious, you know, what all was out there and whether I should be using Chrome or going back to Firefox or something like that. But I came across this article and it gave Google Chrome very high marks for security, which is true, but it labeled Chrome as a high privacy threat. And in knowing nothing about Google and how they make money, I was really confused and kind of uncomfortable about this because I was using Chrome. Everyone else I knew was using Chrome. My employer was using Chrome. It was the norm at the time. And I guess, I guess it kind of still is. So it, that just made it very difficult for me to take this article seriously but it's something that always stuck with me. Then over time, I would see other articles here and there. Like I saw one about Jeff Bezos's phone getting hacked, and they were talking about how his messages would have been secured from the malware that was implanted on his device if he had been using something like Signal instead of SMS. And this was the same issue for me here. I was in, you know, kind of disbelief about this. Like, why would anybody be able to see your SMS messages? Why would they not be secure? Why would they not be encrypted? This doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, encryption has been around for millennia and everybody uses SMS. So why would this be the case? Then I started finding out more disturbing things like not only is SMS insecure, but so are phone calls, emails, faxes, pretty much all of the communications that we use today. This really piqued my interest, so I started investigating security a little bit more and privacy as well. I started reading about Google and Feces Book and data brokers and how these companies harvest and monetize you know, extremely sensitive data, like your messages, your emails, your location history, your purchase history. I found this all very disturbing, and I went down this rabbit hole for years. It became kind of an obsession of mine to figure out where the bottom is. How deep does this go? And unfortunately, the answer to that is very, very, very deep. That was a very stressful and painful experience for me, but I'm glad that I did it. 
And I'm glad that now I'm in a position to help other people make sense of what's going on so that they can protect themselves from this never-ending assault on our privacy and security. So before we get too deep into this episode, we want to go over a few caveats to help anchor this discussion. First of all, note that some of the content in this episode is subject to change as our business evolves. Um, If some of those changes are big enough, we might actually revise this episode and republish it. For more minor changes, we might just update the description. We'd also like to emphasize that we're going to try to keep things in this podcast as civil and friendly as possible with regard to, you know, politics and language and things like that. But just be aware that some of the issues that we discuss might be a little bit uncomfortable for a younger audience. It's just an inconvenient reality that if we're going to talk about privacy and security, we're going to have to talk about some things like criminal activity, which some people might not want to hear, but we're going to avoid foul language and we're going to try our best to obfuscate some of the things that we talk about so that, you know, adults can read between the lines without traumatizing our younger audience members. It's important to note that anyone who's on the internet should be made aware of the things that we're going to be discussing because we don't call the internet the online jungle for no reason. Letting children on the internet is the digital equivalent of letting them walk the streets alone at night. They're going to be exposed to adult themes and probably going to be contacted by adults with malicious intent no matter what you or online platforms do. We've literally discovered children being harassed and groomed in online games like Roblox, so everyone needs to take this seriously. And the final caveat to keep in mind is that some of the items that we discuss might not be applicable to your situation, your jurisdiction, or might actually change by the time we publish an episode and you actually hear it. The laws change all the time. We might be talking about something like buying a SIM card with cash anonymously so that your mobile service provider doesn't know who you are. And some of you might be thinking that, you know, we don't know what we're talking about because in your city or your country, you have to show an ID to buy a SIM card. So just keep this in mind. All right, so now let's switch gears and talk about Bigger Insights, the company. Bigger Insights is an Ohio limited liability company founded in 2020. That makes us perhaps the only good thing to have come out of 2020, because 2020 was an absolute dumpster fire. Technically, we're located in Cincinnati, but we can serve clients located almost anywhere, because the vast majority of the work that we do is remote. We serve our clients in one-on-one sessions using end-to-end encrypted messaging and teleconferencing services like Signal or Jitsi, but we may be willing to do on-site visits if you're in the Cincinnati area and the situation calls for it. We have a website, biggerinsights.com. It contains blog posts, podcast episodes, which you might want to check out, by the way, because our podcast episodes on our website might contain things like video content and transcriptions, which you might not see in the platform that you're listening to this on. It also has all of our contact information, some FAQs, and we're considering adding some helpful resources. So go ahead and check that out. This particular podcast is focused on privacy and security, but be aware that we offer services in finance and technology as well. 
that includes not only our one-on-one consulting services, but also blog posts and podcasts. So take a look for our Bigger Insights Finance and Bigger Insights Technology podcasts. If you're on Apple, we have an Apple channel called Bigger Insights, which lists these three podcasts, and we're considering adding more in the future. So go ahead and check that out. But if you do that, I'm pretty sure you still need to subscribe to them individually. I don't think you can subscribe to the channel itself. So for some of you, this might sound a little bit strange, like, you know, what do finance and privacy and security and technology have to do with each other? Why not just focus on one thing? And the reason for that is because Bigger Insights is about sovereignty and resilience. We encourage you to do this sometime. Sit down and think about what skills a person needs today and into the future if they want to be self-sovereign and resilient. And when we think about this, at least in the context of a developed economy that's not on the brink of collapse, we think that the answer to that is finance, privacy, security, and technology. These skills and disciplines work together hand in hand. So think about it this way. With technology, you can be more productive, you can make more money, and ideally not be replaced by AI like ChatGPT. I have a quote that we like here by Christian Liu Lang. I'm sorry if I mispronounced his name, but he says, technology is a useful servant, but a dangerous master. We're concerned for people who don't master technology because we're concerned that technology is going to master them. We believe this will apply to everybody in their personal lives, but might bleed over into their professional lives as well. You know, whether you're a teacher or an architect or a roofer or something like that, you're going to have a difficult time competing with your competitors if you don't understand technology and implement it as effectively as your competition does. So you use technology to be more productive and make more money. And then with your financial skills, you can manage, grow, and protect those assets. One of the reasons why I personally started getting involved in finance was I saw the sheer terror that ensued during the 2008 global financial crisis. And when I saw, you know, white collar workers fearing for their lives, and some of them were quite literally jumping off skyscrapers, this taught me that no matter what you do, you know, even if you're not in a financial field, if you care about your finances, you care about your wealth, and you care about your future and security, you need to learn finance. That's just the way that it is, whether you like it or not. A perfect example of that is the dumpster fire that is underfunded pension obligations all around the developed world. If you're planning on relying on a government pension for your retirement, or you're a teacher or some other public sector worker who's relying on benefits, you need to be aware that those are at very high risk. A lot of these systems are critically underfunded, and that was the case before the market started to melt down in 2022. And now that the banks are falling apart, one has to wonder how secure your benefits actually are. So again, it doesn't matter who you are or what you do. It behooves you to get up to speed on finance so that you can protect your assets. One of our favorite quotes about money is from Malcolm Forbes. He said, money isn't everything. 
as long as you have enough. Now, what's interesting about that quote is I think most people are going to focus on the first three words. Money isn't everything, but the last half is important. As long as you have enough. If you don't have enough, money really does become everything. I hate to say it, but just think about it for a second. What major thing in your life isn't significantly affected by your finances? I think the one thing that most people would say in that regard is love, because love is free. However, even that is questionable. Money issues are the number one or number two leading cause of divorce. And as far as privacy and security are concerned, you need to get up to speed on this as well, because you're going to need these skills to protect your life, the lives of your family, protect your business, protect your assets, and just protect your future. You know, we want to all believe that these things just don't matter until we become victims, or we might think that, you know, these things don't apply to us because we're not Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos, but this is a matter that really does concern everybody. Nobody is safe. That's reality. Just the other day, I was getting my hair cut and I was talking to the hairstylist and she said that somebody hacked into her bank account and emptied it. Now, luckily, she was able to work with the bank and get the money back, but she was very, very close to not being able to make rent. But the story is probably not going to end there because whoever did that probably has a tremendous amount of information about her and they're probably going to go after her again for something else. So just keep that in mind because, you know, obviously she's not Elon Musk, but that didn't protect her from someone raiding her bank account. And we don't want to see anybody else go through that. So that's one of the reasons why we exist. We want to help people avoid these kinds of issues. I want to read a quote to you from Tim Cook. Very interesting. He says, quote, This is the golden age of surveillance that we live in. There is more information about all of us, so much more than 10 years ago or five years ago. It's everywhere. You are leaving digital footprints everywhere. So don't just take our word for it. I mean, he should obviously know. And just keep in mind that we're here to help you with this. We're here to help make sure that you're not leaving your digital footprints everywhere. But regarding these specific topics, there are some other things that you should know. You might be thinking to yourself, well, you know, I have an accountant or I have a guy who manages my investments, so I don't need to worry about any of this stuff. And that's great. But still, the question is, if you're not educated on these topics, how are you going to know who to hire? How are you going to know who's good at their job? How are you going to know whether they're giving you a good value or that they have any idea what they're doing? This is a real issue. So even though you know, personally, I'm very knowledgeable about taxes. I'll still use an accountant, but before I hire one, I'll, you know, kind of low key interview them about certain things and make sure that they know what they're talking about. But how can you do that? If you don't know anything about taxes, you're just, you're really just flying blind and hoping that, you know, they do everything correctly and that they're looking out for your best interests. This reminds me of something that Robert Kiyosaki talks about a lot in his books. He says, Something to the effect of the poor want to know a lot about a little, but the rich want to know a little about a lot. It can be difficult to do, but if you do know a little about a lot, 
that really helps you see the forest through the trees and make connections that a lot of other people just can't make. For example, you know, I follow a lot of people in the financial space and the ones that are interested in cryptocurrency only talk about one thing and that's Bitcoin. And that's because they just don't understand how much of a disaster the privacy implications are for people who invest in Bitcoin. If they did, they wouldn't want to touch it with a 10 foot pole. They would be talking about something like Monero, which is private by default. But you know, that's the risk that you run when you work with somebody who focuses on one narrow discipline like finance. And when you hire most professionals, you also need to be wondering how they manage your data. Where do they store it? You know, a lot of them use Yahoo and Google products and things like that, that you would not want your information being stored in. So we've talked about who we are. Now let's talk about who we are not. We are not CPAs, CFAs, CFPs, RAAs, attorneys, fiduciaries, etc. Even if we were, we wouldn't be able to give you advice in this podcast. However, we do consult with these experts on our own time and our own dime, but one of the differences is we don't charge you $400 an hour. You know, one of the things that I'll do is I'll queue up, you know, pages and pages of questions and I'll visit attorneys and accountants and things like that and get answers to some of these really difficult questions that you just can't find on the internet. I get the impression that they think that I'm kind of strange for doing that, but you know, that's just, unfortunately, that's just what I have to do to get up to speed on some of these topics. And I'd also like to emphasize that even though we are not those things, having those certifications is not a guarantee of anything. It's absolutely terrifying how often we speak to experts like attorneys and accountants who don't understand some of the things that we're going to be talking about. For example, I went to talk to an attorney who claims on his website to be an expert in real estate. The guy didn't know what a land trust was. The attorney that I talked to after that didn't know what an LLC was. I mean, first of all, he thought that it stood for limited liability corporation which is wrong. It's a limited liability company. It is not a corporation. They're very different things. And I quizzed him on Ohio's limited liability company statute by asking him if a charging order is the sole and exclusive remedy for a judgment against an Ohio LLC, which is the case. And he said, no, no, they can just take your interest. Now, maybe he just failed to expand on that like he should have, like you know, was he talking about piercing the corporate veil or what? But at the end of the day, it says right there, you can read on the website, Ohio's revised code website, that a charging order is the sole and exclusive remedy for a judgment against an Ohio LLC. That's one of the reasons why we are an LLC, not a corporation. You know, we'll also ask accountants certain tax questions that they probably should know and they just, they just don't know. They'll say like, Oh, I don't know. I'll just have to, you know, research it and and charge you for that. And it's, it's really disappointing. And another thing to keep in mind with a lot of these professionals is they really won't want to give you the time of day. If you don't have a lot of assets for them to manage, or if they just think that you're not a very sophisticated person. And that's very unfortunate. 
You know, a lot of financial planners won't do anything for you if you don't give them at least $100,000 worth of assets to manage. So if that's you, what are you supposed to do? Like, what really are your options? And that's where we come in. We'll help you. We'll charge you a fair hourly rate. We won't take a percentage of your assets or anything like that. So now let's talk a little bit about what we do. In addition to making the best podcast and blog content out there, we serve clients like you in one-on-one sessions. Like I said earlier, we charge an hourly rate, which at the time of this recording, we don't disclose for many reasons. Like, first of all, it's subject to change, especially with you know, the way that the dollar is going, who knows what it's actually going to be worth a year from now. And hourly rates can be very misleading. So in our particular case, we do quite a bit of pro bono work. Uh, We'll text our clients oftentimes for free. We can't guarantee that for everybody. It just depends on the circumstances and what exactly you're asking for. You know, like if you were to ask us, you know, what password manager we recommend, we'll give you a couple of options and some very basic reasons why. But if you were to follow up and say, okay, can you help me get it set up properly and help, you know, migrate my existing data over into it and things like that, you know, that's something that we would set up, you know, a paid session for. So just as an example, a few nights ago at like 11 or 12 at night, I was texting one of our clients through Signal for free, helping explain to her what her options are for executing and passing contracts back and forth with someone in a more private, secure manner than using something like DocuSign. You know, good luck finding somebody else who's willing to do something like that for you. And finally, regarding our hourly rates, we like to discuss what we offer in more detail with prospective clients And we can also talk about how others mislead what their billing rates actually are. You know, Warren Buffett famously says, price is what you pay, value is what you get. So if you can find somebody else who offers the services that we offer, which, you know, off the top of my head, I'm not even sure who that would be. But if you can find somebody else who would do it, and for a cheaper rate than we will, you have to ask yourself some other questions. Like, how are they securing your data? You know, are they willing to help you out quickly over text for free? You know, at like all hours of the day, sometimes I'll help people at three in the morning. You know, we're also willing to help people out on holidays and weekends as well. And, you know, again, good luck trying to find other people who will do that for you. So there's a lot more to consider than just the hourly rate. But that gets kind of lost when people, you know, see that on the screen without all the other context that goes on behind it. So right about now, you might be wondering, under what circumstances would you request a meeting with us? Or what do they look like? Our requests from clients generally fall under one of three categories. The first being acute issues. That might be something like you need help dealing with a scam or maybe you've been hacked, or you think that you might have been hacked, we can help you with something like that. The second would be education. You might just be curious about something. You might want to learn more about device and browser fingerprinting and how you can protect yourself from that. Sometimes we'll get requests like, hey, can you sit down and explain to our daughter 
why she shouldn't be documenting her entire life story on Feces Book. And the third is just ongoing maintenance. So internally, we do regular maintenance for things like updating our passwords or reviewing our devices and apps and services to make sure that they're the best ones for the job and that we still need them. So we recommend that our clients do the same and we can sit down with you and talk about, you know, what's going on in your life or in your business or with your career. Talk about what your needs are, what kind of devices and apps and services you're using, and not only help make sure that those tools are right for you, but that you're using them in a private and secure manner. So once you decide that you want to request a meeting, you can reach out to us and we'll follow up and schedule a time to talk to you through one of our secured channels. You can go to the contact section of our website at biggerinsights.com to see all the different ways that you can reach out to us. But at the time of this recording, you can talk to us through Signal, Session, Briar, Matrix, email, SMS, Mastodon, and Twitter. However, not only is that subject to change, but as of now, we prefer that you reach out to us using Signal or Session. And if you do that, you'll probably get the best and quickest response out of us. Now let's go over a few things that we do not do, just to make sure that we're all on the same page. We don't give financial, tax, legal, health, or other professional advice in this podcast or our website for many reasons, one of which is we just don't know who you are and what your circumstances are. Another thing that we definitely do not do is sell our customers data or sell sketchy products. It is possible that we might recommend certain products or services that either we use ourselves or that we strongly believe in, but you're not going to hear us peddling sketchy products like LastPass or NordVPN or something like that, like a lot of other content creators do out there. But for more legitimate products and services that we believe in, like Proton or Tutanoda or Molvad or NitroKey or something like that, we would consider helping them market their products and services because we believe in them. We think that they're doing a great job and we think that that would not only do them and us a favor, but our listeners and our clients as well. It's a win-win-win. Let's switch gears and talk about what sets us apart from our competitors. We've alluded to this earlier, but we believe we take a very comprehensive approach to helping you build a successful future that you'd be very hard-pressed to find elsewhere. The services that we provide our clients are engineered not only to satisfy their privacy and security goals, but we do so within a framework that takes their financial and technology needs into account. We think this is very important, and we think it's very much underappreciated. We also focus very heavily on our clients' individual needs. Every client's situation is different in terms of risk tolerance, threat model, family matters, financial means, etc. We focus on tailoring our services to each client's specific situation and needs. You know, just as an example, for some people, an iPhone might be the best choice for them. But for others, we might recommend a Google Pixel with Graphene OS or Calyx OS. It just depends on the situation. So we're not one-trick ponies, and we don't recommend the same thing to all of our clients because this stuff is extremely complicated, and you don't really learn and realize and appreciate that 
until you've had the experiences that we've had, not only through our own research, but helping all of our other clients. Another thing that sets us apart is we're very flexible. A lot of our clients have a nine to five J-O-B. If that's you, then you might be painfully aware as to how difficult it can be to work with accountants and lawyers and other professionals who also work the same schedule. I remember one time I was working a job and I was interested in buying some rental real estate. And I just remember how painful and frustrating it was to try to balance, you know, working my job so I didn't get canned, but also dealing with the banks and the title companies in the real estate agents and viewing the homes and talking to insurance companies and mortgage brokers, because all these people work from nine to five, Monday through Friday. We understand that. And, you know, we have clients from all over. We do almost all of our work electronically. So we can serve people in, you know, a lot of different hours throughout the day. So if you have a job, just keep that in mind you know, we might very well be able to make something work for you. We also have a lot of in-depth knowledge on privacy and security that allows us to come up with very creative solutions for our clients. You know, if you want to live a more private and secure life, I regret to inform you that that can be a very long, painful, and quite frankly, scary experience to do on your own. We can help you navigate these challenges and avoid a lot of the pitfalls that not only we've fallen into, but our other clients have as well. And I'll give you a perfect example. We make heavy use of incognito browsing, you know, not saving sessions using VPNs and Tor and uBlock Origin for blocking a lot of creepy web content. And we recommend that our clients do as well, but there's nuance to discuss there. You'll want to understand not only what to do and how to do it, but when to do it. A lot of services are becoming increasingly antagonistic toward people who use these kinds of privacy and security tools and techniques. And if you aren't careful, you can really get burned. So in my personal case, I've learned the hard way that if you have an eBay account and their systems observe you logging in with a fresh session from an IP address that they haven't seen before, they're going to watch you very, very closely. And if you start doing things like changing your password, they're going to lock your account. And then on top of that, their customer support is almost impossible to contact. So this is something that I learned the hard way. And I have an eBay account that's been locked for years because last time I went in there, the only thing that I was trying to do was beef up my password and use an email alias so that I could delete the email address that was originally associated with that account. And a very short while after I did that, they sent me an email explaining to me that they thought something weird was going on and they locked my account and that I wouldn't be able to get into it again without contacting customer support. And there's a lot more to that story, which I'm not going to go into here. But the point is that these tools and techniques are very helpful and we think that people should be using them, but you need to know how they work and you need to know what the risks are. And we're going to do our best to explain that throughout the episodes of this podcast, but 
that's kind of difficult to do, and that's why we recommend that you become a client so that we can sit down with you and explain these things in a way that's tailored to your specific situation. Another thing that makes us different is we are honest with our clients. I have a decade of experience working in the professional services industry, and I can tell you from that experience that most professionals and businesses are not going to tell you what you need to hear, they're going to tell you what you want to hear. Now, because I have a conscience and I have integrity, this made me very unpopular at my previous job. When push came to shove, I always yielded to our clients and told them what they needed to hear and gave them what they needed at the expense of my career and my employer. I would make decisions that were in the best interest of our clients even if they didn't understand them. And I remember, like it was yesterday, my boss pulled me into his office one day because he was very upset about something that I did. And what he said to me was, perception is everything. Now, what he meant by that was, it was okay and justifiable for us as a company to do things that went against our client's interests as long as they perceived that we were acting in their best interest. And that really created a lot of friction between me and my employer because I just don't believe in that philosophy at all. You know, I don't want to live in a world where everyone thinks that it's okay to exploit other people to the extent that they just don't perceive that that's what you're doing. I mean, that's basically our surveillance economy in a nutshell. Companies like Feces Book, for example, thrive on secrecy because the vast majority of users have not perceived yet that they're being taken advantage of. And as long as that's okay, these companies are going to continue to exploit their users and extract every penny out of them that they can, no matter what the consequences are. And we just don't believe in that at all. So we're trying to be part of the solution, not part of the problem. Along these lines, another thing that sets us apart is we have integrity, something that's severely lacking in the services business. We can admit when your needs are beyond the scope of what we have to offer. I worked at a company once that would accept any project that someone brought to them. I mean, they would agree to do things that they had absolutely no business doing, things that they have never done before, things that could actually really hurt people if something went wrong. And it really bothers us when we see companies doing stuff like that. So if we can't help you with something, we'll be the first to admit that. We're not just going to pretend like we can help you with something just to rack up fees. That's not how we work for a number of reasons. I mean, not only is that a moral issue, but If we're sitting here fumbling around trying to help you with something that we have no business working on, that also means that we're not helping another client who has something that we should be helping them with. And finally, we take your data and your privacy seriously. We do this in many ways. First of all, we collect a very, very minimal amount of data about our customers. So even if we were to get compromised, which is very unlikely, there'd be very little information to get compromised. And second of all, the data that we store about our clients is stored locally only 
on devices that we physically control in multiple locations using open source encryption standards. Now, there are some caveats to that, which depend on a couple of things like how you contact us. So for example, if you fill out the new client request form at the bottom of our website, that information gets emailed to us and it, a copy of it is stored in our website. If you email us, that email might be sitting in, you know, Proton servers until we get around to deleting it. But even in those cases, just keep in mind that we clean that stuff up on a regular basis. We tend to not keep any data laying around for longer than we think is necessary. So if you were to contact us through our website, we would record your information and reach out to you. And then eventually we would delete that message request from our website and from our email inbox. And if any of that concerns you, just keep in mind, like we said earlier, you can contact us in other ways. We can talk to you through Briar or Session or Signal or something like that if that's what you want to do. I mean, just compare that to what a lot of other companies do. I'll go to professional services firms on a regular basis and I'll see that they're storing their client information in Google Drive, which is pretty terrifying. We would never do that. Although we do have a Google account, we don't store any of our customers' data in it. Oh, and I forgot to mention, if you do want to email us, we do put our PGP public key up on our website in the contact section. So if you really want or need to email us for some reason, you can also use PGP to encrypt that message. And we're currently using Proton as our email provider. So if you have a Proton Mail account, which you can create for free, then you can email us from your Proton account and that'll be end-to-end -end encrypted. All right, so to wrap this up, let's go over some action items. The first is consider visiting our website you know, we don't put ads up there, so we don't benefit directly by you visiting, but you might see some content you like, like our blog posts or our podcast episodes or our FAQ section. If you have some questions that we didn't answer in this episode, make sure you consider subscribing to our podcast. We probably won't be pumping out episodes on a daily basis or anything like that. So when they do come out, you know, we think that they're probably going to be pretty important. Anybody who knows me personally knows that I'm a pretty minimalist person and I don't usually say things unless they need to be said. So go ahead and subscribe and give us the chance to prove to you that the information that we're going to be sharing is going to be worth your while. And finally, don't be shy about contacting us. Like I said earlier, you can contact us on Signal, Session, Matrix, Email, SMS, Mastodon, Twitter, we might add other means of communication in the future, although we're probably never going to open a meta or a TikTok account. So you can go ahead and cross that off your list. And if you have an issue, like with this podcast, for example, go ahead and reach out to us directly. You know, give us the chance to make things right. Like if there's a technical issue, like if you can only hear us out of your left ear or, you know, we mix up a date or something like that, give us a chance to correct it. If it's serious enough, we might, you know, re-edit the episode and republish it. You know, don't just flame us with a one-star review because we said something stupid like, oh, the IRA contribution limit is $6,000 and it's really 6,500 or something like that. You know, give us a chance to, to fix our errors. And that's especially important because 
This is a privacy-focused podcast produced by a privacy-focused business. And because of that, you know, we're concerned that the platforms that are hosting our content are going to downrank us severely because of the privacy protections that we put in place. And if we couple that with, you know, some one-star reviews because of something stupid that we can correct, then this important information might not ever see the light of day. Feel free to contact us for a consultation or to provide general feedback or requests or questions. If there are some specific things that you want us to talk about, like the Linus Tech Tips hack or the Intel management engine or something like that, just let us know. You know, drop us a message on Signal. It'll take two seconds. And finally, reach out to us if you think that you might see a potential scam regarding somebody posing as bigger insights. This is actually quite common. You might see something like someone claiming to be Linus Tech Tips or Elon Musk or something like, hey, yeah, this is a, this is totally Linus or Elon Musk. Um, go ahead and give us some Bitcoin and we're going to double it and send it back to you or something stupid like that. If you see anything like that, let us know. We're not going to ask you for crypto. We're not going to ask you for money unless you're a client and you owe us money, then we'll send you an invoice. But if anything looks fishy, just contact us through one of our official channels, which you can see on the contact section of our website, and we'll get back to you. All right, that's everything. Thank you for staying all the way until the end. We hope that you enjoy our future content. Make sure you reach out to us if you want a consultation and have a great rest of your day.